What's up, Zach? How are you? Hello. Greetings. How's it going? Good. Good to see you as always. Absolutely. What's what's new? Well, it's uh, it's our Thursday, normal time, eleven a.m. Just waiting same for bat the time, uh, same bat channel. Yeah. Waiting for the. Uh, I can hear off in the distance the jets, uh, like getting ready to do their thing. So I'll be uh, ready to be hot on the uh, on the mute button. Okay. So question. Uh, apparently, a couple of days the president came down. Apparently, people didn't understand that their um, their traffic plans were going to be changed. Um, yeah. Did the planes at your house still go off while he was here, or did they take those down too? Uh, well, I mean, there's a restricted airspace, but I don't know how for how like how wide that is, or for how long. I, I think it's I don't know. I'm just guessing that it would be on the approach to land and then once he takes off again i don't know but, but, but the, uh, the 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 navy or the whatever jets they're always flying around by you those were they were going on or I, honestly honestly well i don't know honestly i don't even know when he was here <laughs> so um uh, i think it was yesterday right i'm not sure but i apparently a lot of people were angry that they missed meetings because they didn't know that when yeah, the president Yeah, it's comes, a big deal, man. It's a big deal. Back in the day, I was uh, in a presidential motorcade uh, when I was in Germany. And um, okay. back in my my Air Force military days, and it, yeah, it's a big deal. They, I mean, they shut down the Autobahn uh, for those parts. Uh, all the streets are, are shut down. And I was, remember I yeah. worked in, when I was working in TV news, this is probably 07, 08, Sarah Palin came when she was running mm. or running mate, whatever you call that. And so was that 15 years ago? And I think she was showing up at noon and we had to be there by like 6 a.m. to get into the facility to go oh, yeah. through all this stuff. And so like, yeah, I mean, it's just you just you just sit around and wait. That, 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 that's what you do. And that's right. um, I feel like that's what we do to our guests. We make them sit around and wait that's right. until we're just let so the, close uh, let the ante anticipation build. Yeah, and they're like, when is this guy going to bring us on? And then, and then finally, here they are. And so today, we are delighted to bring on Chase. How's it going? Yeah. This may be our first interview ever in a car. This is exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm on the road, so this is the best place for me. The quietest place. And you, what, you're what, in, yeah. Go ahead, Zach. No, what 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 takes you to the road? So I'm touring. Florida. Um, so pretty much last year, I got tired of sitting in Virginia Beach in the winter because everything was slow, the markets wasn't going on, and I knew I had to go to the people. So last year, I took a leap of faith, drove to South Florida, and pretty much had one gig. The gig fell through, but I was able to talk to the vendors, set up a little circuit. Long story, a little gap of time, you know, about two or three weeks of busting my ass, I created a schedule in South It sounds like a it's a, a solid sounds like yeah, a solid gig. If there's a place to go uh, in the wintertime, South, uh, South Florida is the place to be. Yeah, so we do a different city every day. And is that and is that for when you, when you say gig is that for uh, overachieving tea? Yes, yes. Farmer markets, seafood festivals, nautical festivals, art shows, you name it. Any place I can get in front of people and tell them about my product. 
that's where I'm going to be. All right. Well, tell us about the product. What is overarching tea? Because I, I, I'm not I'm not too familiar with mm. it. No, it's overachieving. Over achieving tea. What right? did I say? And overarching. Over, but the, you know, so real quick though, that's so funny. When I I was thinking that it was overarching as well, and I had mentioned that to Andrew before we went live, and I was like, man, I, I had to correct myself because I thought I was going to do the same thing. So yeah, over overachieving tea. Right. So overachieving tea. We're a, a blending and brewing company that specializes in craft teas, but not just any tea. This is a Brazilian tea that gives you energy like coffee. So that's what makes it overachieving is that the energy properties, but also the neuroprotective properties and the other extra benefits it has beyond green tea. And it's not very common in the States. So this is a new thing. And we've made a way to make it tasteful. It's usually bitter. We have it aged four years. So it's a really fine tea. Um, great stuff, bottled, ready to drink and the aged loose leaf. Oh, so you so by bottle day, so that's uh, I'm a so cold and and oh, hot yeah. tea as well, and on draft. We serve it at every market on draft, nitro infused mocktails. It's all about like being innovative with the tea industry. That's what I'm I'm doing. It's really it's that whole the whole industry. I, I don't even know. Is there a, is there a common phrase for that? It's, it's almost like the caffeine industry. It's like there are different types of coffee and there's uh, like kombucha and, and tea. And, and what is that? What is the overall industry called? We fall somewhere in between with tea drinkers and energy drinkers and like pre-workout fitness beverages. So we're somewhere not really fitting in anywhere in particular, but that's our range of where we're hitting a little bit of all of those. Interesting. It, 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 yeah. It's interesting because I didn't think of it like that until you just brought it up like that, Tim. But you see all these new liquids, is how I'm going to phrase them. You, you see all these liquid craft drinks, um, yeah. some craft, some, some, I guess, bigger, bigger brands than others. But they are popping up in a lot of different places. And is that just because canning and, and the distribution is easier than it once was? Like, well, why do you think, Chase, that it seems like the market is that has an appetite for for more and more of these things when historically it would have been just a handful of things? Well, I think it's it's the, the time we're in right now is everyone's on the go. Everyone wants energy. So the whole demand of energy drinks has risen, but also the already prepared i don't want to have to make this i want it ready to pop the top and drink that's that's going through a lot it's becoming more popular how did you get into the uh into the tea business well i've been into tea my whole life but really what led me into the yerba mate is studying plant medicine and herbalism my last company was East Coast Herbal Solutions. So I made herbal tonics and remedies for different things like plants in place of medicine, um, a healthier way that's natural. And so that same concept, I was looking for an alternative to pre-workouts and energy drinks, actually. So that's what led me to find the Yerba Mate. And then I used my background of trying to I have five blends and they're all tailored to a different aspect, like some for immunity with elderberry, acai recovery. And, and that's, that's what led me into it. And, and personal need, really, that's been all of my businesses is personal need. What do I need? 
that's caused me to go in deep, really dig down and figure out the ins and outs. Seems like people are putting in healthier things into their bodies than ever before. Maybe that's a lie, but it seems like people are really a lot more cognizant of this and are and are trying to be uh, making smarter decisions and in, in putting in things that aren't as um, bloated, if you will, with with yeah. with a bunch of whoever knows what. Um, you agree with that? I mean, it, it it seems like there is a big movement mm-hmm. for that, and and people just yeah. So and and with pre-workout, so like you, like if you go to the store, let's say you go to a nutrition store or maybe even just your normal grocery store, you look at the skew, there's so many different things on there. You don't know what you're even getting. Um, How does someone read a nutrition label for, for stuff like this, that, or or understanding what, what they're really putting into their, into their body and, and how it's going to affect them in a, in a specific way. How do you kind of break that down? Yeah. I mean, the, the supplement industry is very tricky. You have to put on your detective hat and do your own research. You have to research these ingredients yourself because on the label, they're only ever going to highlight the good stuff. So that's what it is. You have to do the work and look it up. Unfortunately, that that's what it comes down to. Product With a product like yours, though, they're just yeah. getting the – they know what – it's just I, tea. There's no preservatives. There's no added chemicals. It's high alkaline water. Um, it only lasts two months in the bottle, refrigerated. You know, anything that's sitting on a grocery store shelf, it doesn't have to stay cold. There's something wrong with that, especially if it's a tea or supposed to be a natural beverage. They're required to make those drinks acidic because only if it's really acidic will it be able to survive room temperature. You know, so that's one thing right there. If you're going to get a beverage, it should be cold. That's natural. That's the way it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. What, uh, in terms of like, uh, how, how, what is the expiration for tea? I mean, so like, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that there'll be mm-hmm. two different things. You got the liquid form and then I'm just buying the dry tea. Right. would have two different, uh, timeframes. Mm-hmm. The dry tea is going to have a much longer time. Our, our, our dry tea will last about two years. So you have a lot more wiggle room when you're, when you start to prepare it yourself. And my thing with the ready to drinks is kind of a gateway to let people try it, to experience it, see how they feel conveniently. And then when they want to save money and get into this more every day, many of them switch to the loose leaf tea. Now, yeah, the, the ready to drink teas, they last about two months. Very, very fascinating to think that tea can go bad. So I was asking, my mom was in town a couple months ago, and uh, I asked her this question. I don't know what brought it up, but um, so you know, like when the world is going to end and like there's zombies everywhere, the apocalypse, (laughs) that that happens. And there's these people that have like these apocalypse kits where like they got a bunch of canned food and all this stuff. And, you know, it's supposed to last forever. So I asked her if this stuff is going to last forever why is there an expiration date on it? And does it really expire? <laughs> think, think about that. Like you go get a can of yeah. beans three years from now, it expires, but if it's the apocalypse, it lasts. So what, what is it in, <laughs> what is it in tea, the natural form, just the, 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 the herb, what, a, what part of that expires in two years? What makes it? Cause I'm sure I have a tea yeah. bag somewhere in my house that is more than two years old. It, yeah. what, what makes the, what makes it well, go 
we should say, well, we're required to have an expiration date, right? So that's the first thing. You're required to have an expiration date. But after two years, it may start to become a little stale, the dry leaf, but it's not technically going to go bad. But we have to have an expiration date. We can't just put it last forever. Um, you know, the, the, the health department and so on won't go for that. And, and to better answer your question, like how the tea goes bad when it's brewed, it's all about oxidation. It starts to oxidize and that's what makes it go bad. And the way that we preserve it is pretty much we put it in there hot without using preservatives, put it in the, the bottle hot and have a seal like a mason jar. And it creates a vacuum seal, pretty much gets rid of the oxygen to make the oxidation time take a lot longer. Yeah, I'm just thinking from everything from a business standpoint that uh, mm -hmm. looking at looking at your your website in terms of like just for shipping costs. I mean, it's yeah. just the difference in shipping costs between canned or, or pre-bottle ready to drink versus just loose leaf tea. I mean, it's, it's talk about a huge swing uh, in terms of cost. We don't ship ready to drink. And, and I don't plan to ship ready to drink. My, my baby is the dry loose leaf tea. That's what I want to tell people about mostly and get them to use because that's what we can build the business on. That's what we can ship out. The ready to drink is only in person and it's, and it. it's a gateway to let people try it and experience it and then get in, into using the loose leaf themselves. It's like the shopping mall food court. Give them a little... <laughs> taste, you know, a little General Sal's chicken and maybe they'll eat the whole thing. That's interesting. And making the brewing process simpler, right? Simplifying the brewing process. A lot of people can be intimidated by loose leaf tea. So we started doing things like with a little pouch of tea, including two tea sachets to it. So all you got to do is have hot water. Just you have your instructions, put the tea right in the sachet, drop it in there. You have everything you need. So to make it more, you know, people are like, what am I supposed to use? There's all these contraptions. So just really trying to simplify that for non, we're tea for non-tea drinkers, right? Getting them in the game in a, a healthier way. And you said you have, uh, there's five different skews or five different flavors. I got five flavors. Yep. In two sizes. So and I got what, 10 of those skews. And what are the, what are the five flavors again? So we start with the original Classico. This is a four-year-aged yerba mate. It's aged in oak, and that brings out a lot of interesting flavors. It affects the tannins like a wine and gets rid of the bitter notes. That has been the reason yerba mate hasn't become popular in the States. See, yerba mate from Brazil, Argentina, Paraguay, where they drink this more than we drink coffee. Daylight till dark every day for centuries they've been drinking this stuff. But traditionally, it's very bitter. So I, when I found it, I knew it needed to be made more tasteful because the effects were great, but it's just flavor. So that's where the four-year age comes in. So then we have um, a mint and lemon blend called Mint to Be with peppermint, spearmint, and lemon zest. And those ingredients are good to soothe your digestive system. We have a blend called Immunity, which is our recovery blend of elderberry and acai berries. Elderberry, good for the immune system. Acai, great for recovery, antioxidants. At breweries, I even sell this as a hangover tea. And we have a, a hair skin nails blend with cocoa butter melted in the tea leaves, roasted carob and vanilla beans. So instead of using flavorings and artificial stuff, I started using healthy natural oils. So mm -hmm. I got the cocoa butter I melt in that one. And then I have one that's strong like espresso called Skinny Mate. 
for this one, it's roasted with coconut and vanilla beans, but I melt coconut oil into the tea leaves. And what that does is it gives you some healthy fats to give you some sustenance, especially if you're fasting, but it also, those fatty acids will slow release the energy property. So this tea lasts longer. I even put an extract of the tea, bind it to the leaves. So you're getting double the, double the kick and it feels like an energy drink. And a lot of people are switching from energy drinks to that one. Skinny mate. Where do you do this? I have a brewery in Virginia Beach. So that's my main hub, right? So I blend them all from scratch, small batches. Everything's made from scratch. And um, that's my main hub where I'm making everything. I also, now I have a, a little kitchen in Lakeland, Florida, over by St. Pete. So we're doing our brews there, but all of our blending and stuff we do in Virginia Beach. Yeah, so with the uh, the Skinny Mate, uh, I see that... Uh... Yeah, Marilyn Monroe on the on the. Oh line. yeah. <laughs> what uh, what was the genesis of that? Are you a, a Marilyn Monroe fan, or is uh, there an, another story behind the label? Yeah, that was the first label I created. Um, I was just thinking some, you know, enticing beauty, um, and a lot of people like it. You know, a lot of people don't. Some people don't like it, but more people like it than don't like it. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's an appetite suppressant, the coconut oil. So if you're trying to, if you're trying to cut back on your sweets and stuff, you can drink this and it's going to, it's going to help your cravings. But also the original reason I made the skinny mate was as a pre-workout. So it's made for before exercise. If you exercise with it, it's going to substantially help you burn more calories. It's a tool. Mm. It's a tool to get you in the gym. It's a tool to get you to help get your stuff done. When you're not feeling it, that's what these things are, is tools. This is your first business? It's my fourth business. Fourth business. Is the first kind of retail food-based business? Yeah, yeah. Is it a hard one to get into? I mean, it just seems like, as yeah. you look at this, it, it, it seems like you, you've done a, a pretty good job of, of, of producing good labels, getting a, yeah. you know 10 SKUs out there, uh, a wide variety of options. And yeah, and just a small amount of time, just because you didn't want to be cold in Virginia Beach anymore. I mean, it seems like you've been able to um, handle that. By the way, it wasn't very cold this um, this point in Virginia <laughs> Beach. Maybe a couple of days, but um, yeah. so you missed out on a on a warm winter <laughs> here. But uh, I, getting into that process of learning that aspect of of, of the business, I mean, it's retail is not easy. Uh, even if it's you know not the standard kind of retail, um, getting the the packaged goods out there was what's the learning curve on that? Man, my whole life I I have been obsessed with different things, and I've been obsessed with this business. It's been my single focus, and every single day, all day, I've worked on this business for four and a half years. I've been dedicated to health and wellness in my life. And that's, that's caused me to study these different things. You know, it's all about things that I've needed to help my life quality. And, and it's just been every day. I, you know, I don't even know where to start on how it all came together, but all I know is every day I just chipped away a little bit at a time. Those labels took me months to design, but they look you good. Know, it's, thank you. Thank you. It was yeah, just one day at a time, man. I was, it was a joke when I first started four and a half years ago. Like it didn't look anything like this. Super fascinating. Um, and it's, it certainly it seems. I didn't have those labels. I had. I... Well, you clearly, it, it shows that you have a passion 
for this. So uh, does yeah. it seem like uh, does it seem like four and a half years, or does it? Uh, are you just not really? I'm I'm having a great time. <laughs> I'm having a great time with it, and yeah, I've just really been enjoying it. I really enjoy. You know, I enjoyed the creation, but and this next step is getting it out there to people, interacting with my customers, fine-tuning things, finding what they want, um, and just making it better and, and providing a better tool to more people. There's something – let me see if I can put the word to it. Nope, I can't. But there's something powerful. Maybe that's the word. There, there's something powerful from an entrepreneurial perspective where someone is willing to go from show to show out of a car not at home and and sell their product to then get that to, to then hopefully get it in front of people to then take it to that next step it sounds like the next step isn't just going to fairs and and to breweries in florida and to and to different things like that how do you then take those customers that you meet and greet with mm-hmm. to then go on to the site and, and buy because ultimately i think that's that's what you want right is is them to be yes. buying on the site not you having to you know, hustle around to every city in Florida or wherever in the United States. That's correct. The idea here is to meet them in person and make personal connection with them and let and I let them taste every one of the teas. I do full tastings and that way they're educated and I give them the link to the website. And so the idea is for them to buy there and then go and order more online in the future. But I thought a lot about what you just asked. I put a lot of thought into it. You know, I spent a lot of time like, how do I get past this hump? I'm at these markets, I'm, I'm busting ass, but I'm just not able to cross a certain number of money, of revenue. So what I've came up with is my new subscription service. So I have a new monthly subscription service with the dry loose leaf teas. And so the big goal now is to get people to sign up on the subscription service. And it comes with monthly refills, but to make it more enticing, I'm doing a special release blend every month, which I, I've been trying to hype up on social media. I, they're inspired by my travels. Like the last one was uh, Oceanberry Breeze inspired by the Keys, um, like tropical coconut flavors. And I show, I show them me making it and only the tea club are able to get that special release tea. It's a one-time release. So you know, I'm doing that monthly to try to make it more enticing. So that way, well, that way I can really better serve people because then I can project my revenue and better grow my business and build a better team and, and pay better wages. And, you know, everything is just better when I'm able to project that because markets are hit and miss. Yeah. And, and so I'm assuming that's part of the, uh, the VIP G club that you're talking about. Yes. That's the, so that, that is it. It's a one year membership, Right. And so my goal this year is to get 80 people signed up to the T-Club. Um, it's been launched for about a month now. I got six people, which I'm super, super happy about that. And um, so that's where I'm thinking more longer term. Um, I want to be direct sale. I don't want to deal with grocery stores. Um, I'll. So, yeah. So when you brought up the, the subscription model, it reminded me of this company that um... – I learned about, I don't know, 14, 15 months. I ended up buying them uh, once, but never in a subscription way. But it's Magic Spoon. And so they make a high-protein uh, cereal, and it was direct-to-consumer. And um, I think they've had a pretty good year. Recently, though, it seems like the direct-to-consumer model for them has changed a little bit, and they're now trying to get into retail. I guess they're in Wally World now and a couple other places. 
Uh, I say that to just ask the question, why go direct to consumer when it's mm -hmm. a lot harder to find the, those customers and instead try to get into a, like a Wally world or something like that, which is Walmart, by the way, if you. Yeah, 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 no. um, Well, honestly, I'm such a small business. Everything's such small batch. I went the wholesale route for a little while early on, and I spread myself so thin. And what I found was I, with my product sitting on a shelf with everybody else's, my product requires some education. That's what it is. And so if you're just walking in the store and you see Yerba Mate, it depends on which part of the country you're in, but in Virginia Beach, 90% of people have no idea what that is. So what it takes is me or someone being in there doing a tasting and giving our time to that to sell a product for half the price versus I can go and sell that product direct to consumer for full price. And so that's been my idea. I don't have an, you know, it's all organic growth. So up until we get to that point till maybe one day we want to sell to a maybe a store like Wegmans or a, a higher end grocery store, you know, we might do that. Um, but I don't think my prices will ever be low enough to sell to Walmart, but um, you know, higher end organic grocery stores where people are conscious about what they're buying, willing to spend a little more money. It's a possibility, but it's just not in my direct site right now. Um, you know, I'm so focused on what I'm, what I'm trying to build this subscription and stuff. It's uh be spreading myself a little thin to try to start doing the wholesale too. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I do as well. And so like, how do you, how do you make sure that you stay focused and not stray off one way or the other way? Yeah. So my foundation really what, what got me in my, my, my foundation of everything is exercise, fitness, and wellness. Um, exercise every day, Physically exerting myself allows me to have more bandwidth, to handle more stress. Um, I do meditation every day, mindful meditation. I do breath work every day, breathing exercises to prime my body, get myself ready for all the bullshit that comes, all the fires you got to put out. And when I'm in the cooler temperatures, I even do cold therapy. Just uh, anything I can to, to help myself be on the next level and be able to keep going and not burn out. Yeah, I mean, where, where do you think that, uh, I mean, it seems like everything that you described is continuing to trend upward. Um, like more and more people looking into those areas. Um, are, are, are you experiencing people find it, searching for you or is there is there still a whole lot more education that goes into what you're um, doing? Well I mean, people are, I've been in Virginia Beach for four and a half years and I've been doing markets, eight to 10 farmer markets a week, pretty much for that whole time. So I, I have a lot of repeat customers. I have, I think right now I got about 4,000 searches on Google a month for me. Um, and that's all organic, no ads, mm -hmm. no paid advertisement or anything. Um, so I think there's still a lot of educating to go. And that's why we've took upon ourselves to go to different parts of the country. This is just the beginning uh, sure. of South Florida. Um, we have m many more plans beyond this, but um, going out there and educating people and getting the brand out there and just organically growing, growing. I've, the business is at a point now to where we're not hurting anymore. We're not stressing about what we're going to eat or have a place to sleep. You know, we've got that and we got our lifestyle. We're living down. We're comfortable with that. It's good. And so now it's just from here, 
I'm just building and it's okay. I don't need, you know, I don't need big investment or um, I'm okay with slow 20, 20 to 24% growth a year, which is about where I'm at. Yeah. I'm sure that uh, you must love people like Tim Ferriss yeah, because that seems to be something that he is uh, <laughs> always talking about in terms of like breath work, meditation, working out, uh, natural stuff. Are, are, you, are you a Tim Ferriss fan? Yeah. He's a, I I don't know. I guess I've heard, I've heard him talk about all this stuff for so long. Joe Rogan does a lot of the same deal Uh uh, as well, but uh, yeah, it just, those two seem to really be leading a charge in terms of um, breaking away from the status quo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that stuff helps me. I don't, I, I need that kind of stuff personally to be able to go at the speed and the, and the rate that I'm, I'm constantly going. It's, 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 you're going to use a healthy supplementation or an unhealthy supplementation. I've been both routes. I know Mm -hmm. all about the unhealthy road. So, you know, I choose this road that brings me more satisfaction and long-term, long-term endurance. Educating a customer to get them to, to buy is a, um, uh, a tricky c- scenario, a very tricky scenario, mm-hmm. especially when you have to travel and have them try that product, no matter what it is, to, to get there. Yeah. How do you look at that process of having to travel to to find someone to then yeah. hopefully convert them into it? Like, how, how do you look at that and saying, this is working, this isn't? Because that's a lot of work. Yeah. You say you don't, Definitely. you know, there's no ad spend, I think you said, on, on there. Yeah. But you have this completely other side of it where it's you have a crazy marketing budget, likely, of getting to these places to supplying it so that people can can try it. That that that's gotta be a difficult task. Maybe it's not, but it seems like that's a, a, a difficult strategy to overcome um to see the success that you want. How do you how do you look at that to say, hey, this is working and this isn't? Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, honestly, I've just had to to get in there. And eventually I figure out it's not working or, or it is working. Um, I'm still figuring that out. Um, we're still fine tuning everything. And, and, and this year it's given me a lot more with, with having help here and being able to try different areas. It's, it's been way more, way easier to kind of figure out the demographics that are working and aren't working because at many points I've been like, I just need to make money. I'm going anywhere and I'm selling to anybody. I'm in a traffic jam. I get out of the car and I'm selling tea. Like seriously, <laughs> just so I'm at the point now to where I'm more fine tuning things. Um, pretty much. I need to get them to sample the tea. If you can taste the tea, then 80, 85% of people will purchase it because it's so good. Um, and they can usually feel it even after they do a tasting. But um you know what, too, is I'm living my I'm living my dream traveling the country. I love traveling. I, it isn't like I'm I go to the parks. We're going like we're going diving. We're going hiking, doing all kinds of things. Um, and really it's really joyful to me. Um, so I, I'm I, I, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. And I love the markets. I mean, I'm in a sweet venue in the Keys all day long. And like it's awesome. I'm meeting other entrepreneurs and, and I'm making money and I'm advertising and I'm getting orders in the future. You know, I, I love the life. And so, and our overhead isn't that high. We, we have pretty minimal, you know, we got, we both got rigs to where 
I have a six by 12 travel trailer converted into a camper. So it isn't like I'm paying for hotels. I did it first, but then I learned quickly that wasn't sustainable. So mm-hmm. we went our own route, our minimal route, which, which we enjoy. And, and that's how we've been able to keep our overhead low in the process. That line about uh, selling in traffic <laughs> when there's a traffic. Yeah. Game, that might be the, yeah. that might be the best line <laughs> we've ever had on the show. That was a hell of a line right there. I just, yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah my my first uh my first trip into the keys one of the one of the bridge drawbridge got stuck and i was missing my market i was like this is terrible but everybody just had lawn chairs pulled up and i'm like you know what i have all this tea i gotta make some money so that's what i did i started sampling to all the people outside their cars and i i probably made a hundred bucks in 30 in 30 minutes but then those customers remembered me though. I see them a year later in the keys. They're like, you're that guy, you know, which really is the overachieving lifestyle. It's, it's, and I say it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle. That might sound corny a little, but it's real. Um, I'm all about living a better life, being your best and making a difference in the world. And, and, you know, in small ways and big ways, but I want to lead that. I want to be that light. And, and, you know, I know you can't just tell people, like, this is what you should do. You should be healthy. You should eat this. But if you can just be a light that shines, then I think that's way more effective. I, so. yeah, I, pre- I appreciate that. I mean, it's uh, if you always been uh, a, an extrovert or is did you, did you, did you grow uh, into that or you've always been the way you've been? No, I completely grew into this. I was the shyest kid you ever met in school. I didn't have wow. friends. I'm I'm from small town Alabama. Um, I grew up in a rural area with a single mom. Um, like I was just a weird kid. I was uh, like a square trying to fit into a circle hole and s- huge self-esteem issues. Um, man, I was just riddled with anxiety and all kinds of problems. And and I started my my journey. I met a few people along the way who had people skills and I hung around with them and, and kind of learned to talk to people. My first farmer market, I was scared out of my wits. Like I I was just, I was so scared, but then I went there and like something changed, man. Like really when people started buying something that I created, like they liked that, it just lit a fire in me, man. And, and then I started to get joy from it. And, and then the more markets I did, the more I talked to people, the more I was able to, and just to, just to open up. So, yeah. I, yeah so it's completely a learned behavior. That's fascinating. And, and, and Zach, you and I, we've had the conversation that it's uh, so many people when they're starting a business, even though it's their business and it's their baby, they're afraid to sell. And it's like, if you, if you see somebody that has a need, you're almost doing a disservice to them by not providing them a solution for the problem which they are facing. Uh, so it's, it's really neat how yeah. you have grown into that. And, and I totally agree in terms of once you taste that blood, so to speak, and you, and you sell a, you get your first few customers and just riding that wave and riding that momentum. Um, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. There is something powerful. I think it's the Hollywood effect of, of sales where people are like, eh, I don't want to sell this person. And, and maybe that's why, I mean, that's probably where I would lean towards, but there's a difference between, you know, 
being that annoying person going up to someone, uh, you know, you go to a networking event, the person just trying to uh, pass out a business card just to pass mm-hmm. it out. And it seems, you know, it's like, okay, thanks. Uh, I'll go buy your insurance now where it's like, if you, you're having a real conversation with someone, you learn yeah. what they want and then you sell it. It's like, if you're missing that opportunity, you're missing a huge boat here. And it's, it's, um, it's powerful to do that. And I think more people, I think personally, I think everyone's in sales no matter what. Oh, what for sure. Doing. They, yeah. They I think people need to get it. over that. They don't want to admit that, but everyone is a salesperson. Oh, I'm a graphic mm-hmm. designer who has to get the person who we're doing business with to approve this, uh, approve this design or, or whatever it might be. Did, Zach, didn't um, uh, Hubbard's Peanuts, didn't, did, didn't he just happen to be sitting next to the person from the, one of the owners of uh, Wegmans or something? Wasn't that how he landed? Uh, Probably. That that Wegman's recall. deal. You just never you just never know who you're talking to, and 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 in your case, Chase, yeah. like who who might be sitting in that car uh, waiting for the drawbridge to get fixed. I mean, it just yeah. um, eventually. I, well, it's like yeah, you're at a bar, talk to the person next to you. You know, have a good time. You know, it's if they if they don't want to deal with you, then that's fine. But like maybe they do, and you never know where that's going to go. It's talk. Like yeah. I get that as a person who's not afraid to to speak to people in the same kind of way. Um, but I mean, Chase is a good, um, good evidence that you can change. You know? Yeah. What, uh, what are some of the, um, at what point will you uh, venture back to Virginia beach? Um, my, my season starts April 6th. My last gig here is April 3rd. So April 3rd, we'll be heading out and kicking off. Yeah. April 6th. Um, what are, what and, are your favorite favorite things to attend in, in the Virginia Beach, Virginia area? Well, I, I love the East Beach Farmers Market. That is a great farmer market ran by great people. And also a really fun, organic, more hipster market is the Old Beach Market on uh, 17th Street by Oceanfront at Crocs Bistro. So you can find either of those Saturday, you know, whichever location you're closest to. One's in Norfolk, one's in Virginia Beach. Those Did are two of my. No. Oh wait, as a vendor or as a customer? Yeah, as a vendor. You do, but it's it's a small fee. It's it's pretty. You pretty much what you got to worry about is can you get approved for it? You know the mm. the price is so low, it's not really substantial at all. Yeah, but if you can get approved, like do you you know that's the only thing. So yeah, we pay for them, but now some gigs are much more expensive. Like in the Florida Keys, it's a different, it's a different animal. They're they're very expensive in the Keys, mm-hmm. um, in the Tampa Bay area. You know these destinations more, especially this time of the year, they can be a, a bit more expensive. So it comes into play more. We generally aim to 10x our market fee. That's a good little. You need to be about. You need to at least be 10x in a couple times a week. And if you're not, then that's when we're reevaluate and kind of like what you were saying earlier is this working for us okay so we were kind of like playing this example out so next year we're planning we're going to do january to february in the keys because that's like a hot hot time it kind of starts to dwindle off a little bit after that so then we're going to uh, be hitting estero and bonita springs and you know working our way up north a little more as the as it starts getting hotter down there and people kind of start to go up in those a little bit more northern Florida, southern Florida, but you know, north of the Keys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, will you so. Uh, do you uh, seek or have you participated in things like uh, 
um, something in the water or some of the bigger festivals are, are those things you're, are you allowed to participate in things like that? Yeah, I'm allowed to participate in those, but I, I really, I really started considering these bigger festivals in the past year. So I was, my first really big one in Virginia beach would be nautical fest and the hurricane hit last year. So, mm. or it was supposed to hit, you know, and so I right. was booked up for that, but I've not tried music festivals yet. Uh, that's something I'm interested in trying, um, but currently I haven't. Uh-uh. The educational aspect of, of the business of teaching someone, hey, this is something that you should try. You know, you get them to try it, but is that a hard task to get them to to kind of see like, hey, like this is this is something that I might be interested in, even if they do like it, to get them to then to purchase? Because the educational aspect of it, I mean, just there's people just might not want that or they're just not the right client. It doesn't matter. Move on. Yeah. And, and, and this comes down to where we're at in the country has a lot to do with this, but it, I don't think it's hard really. We're pretty much, this is a a healthy alternative to coffee and energy drinks. You know, I try to say some, a quick hook and, and I adjust that hook depending on where I'm at and what kind of people I see, like, are these people hungover? Like, are they partying in Key West or, or are they health conscious and, and say, Gulfport, Madeira Beach, what, what not. So I kind of tailor to that, but always I got a quick hook. One way I, a, a tactic I use is I always, sometimes I don't say anything. A lot of times I just make eye contact and smile at them. And if they reciprocate, then I see they are open to come because a lot of people aren't even open, right? A lot of people are just walking through, maybe they're walking their dog or whatever. They have no intention. They don't want to be bothered. And I don't want to be that guy. I mean, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with calling them but personally i use that i are they or do they make eye contact with me if they do engage um we have a healthy alternative to coffee and energy drinks and and just see if that and a lot of times that'll get them to come to the to the table but also we need some kind of branding you know my banner is really bright and colorful and i'm trying to communicate something through that through my display like i'm trying to communicate something without words first and foremost um you know, so it, it can be difficult. Some days it can be very difficult. And, you know, many, I've heard so many no's, you know, it can be very discouraging, but, um, but that's just the flows of it. You know, I'll have one of those and, and then the next day I'll have a great one. So, and then it's fine tuning. Like you're saying, it's like, okay, this one isn't working so good. It's taken me a little time fine-tuning you know it's a process but um yeah I, I wouldn't say it's too hard if if they're interested in an energy solution or they're interested in tea it's pretty easy it's pretty easy all it needs is for them to taste one tea a smile goes a long way it does a smile man eye contact a welcoming presence not not weird eye contact, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh so when you have those bad days, what what mm. what do you turn to to uh to lift your spirits back up? Man. Yeah, that's a good question because I I've recently had a, a spell of bad days at the markets and um you know, I I turned to my fitness I turn to that. That's the biggest thing to help yeah. me get my mind right. Because 
you know, things go bad and like, it's easy to get caught up in this is all there is like this moment. It's like you're in high school again. It's like this, nothing else matters. This is it. This sucks. So it's trying to adjust my perspective. And, and for me, fitness, getting in the gym, really exerting myself. It just makes me think clearer and, and, and remind myself that I have to pull back and look at the big picture and say, okay, we're not in this moment forever. This is simply a stepping stone. We need to, we need to make adjustments maybe, but I need to keep my attitude positive because if your energy goes down and you start feeling bad, people can feel that. That is 100% true. Yeah. And, and, and you can spiral. So it's all about just finding those ways that work to get you back into your groove, so to speak. What's a typical workout look like for you? Well, I do full body. Uh, I do full body. I'm, I'm not an expert or anything, but uh, it depends on, I'll do calisthenics because a lot of times I'm not near a gym, but calisthenics just to get everything moving. And then I do uh, resistance training is a big one for me. Um, weights. The resistant training really kind of does something for my head special. So yeah, most of the time I do full body though. Um, about And you got those weights in the car? Or you Actually, go to a gym. that weights right here in my car. Yeah. I got the adjustable both dumbbells because <laughs> there's like two gyms in the keys. So, you know, you're a hundred miles from a gym. Sometimes I was like, whatever, it's worth the 200 pounds extra. <laughs> and I put them in here and I got a yoga mat. So yeah. And I got resistant bands last year. I didn't have any of that. You know, last year I came down here and I was just like, I hope it works. I'm going to just, you know, and it was, it was, there were many uncomfortable nights, a lot of uncomfortable days. It sucked many times, you know, it was hard. It was very hard, but I met people, I made connections and that made my life a lot easier. You know, just meeting people, accommodating me in all different kinds of ways. So it's been a blessing. And this year I was a little more prepared and I'm lucky that I have someone on my team that's like-minded who's really in the business and really into the same lifestyle. And so she helped tremendously to smooth everything out and make this easier and flow better because you're on the road for three months. That's that can, you know, you got to figure something out. Well, so that said, I'm curious when you go from different gig to different gig, different farmer's market to different farmer's market, do you see, uh, is, is there a group of you that will do the same tour the same way or is it new faces everywhere mm-hmm. you go? Um, yeah, most of the time, especially in the small tit, uh, small close knit communities like the keys, it's the same, the same group of people. And we're all kind of in the same bandwagon. We're traveling from around the country. Um, cause not hardly anybody actually lives down there. It's so expensive to just live down there. So yeah, so down there we do a, a eight markets a week. Every day we have a different, we're in a different key about an hour apart. So yeah, we're traveling. We have a different group of customers, but the group of vendors down there is mostly the same. Now up here in St. Pete, you get on the mainland, then you got more diversity. You don't know, like, from one day to the next here, who I'm going to see. And so it's not as small. So I guess it would just depend on the size of things, really. Um, Like in Tampa, you know, who knows who I'm going to have next to me out here today in Midtown. So Tom Tom Brady. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he'll love <laughs> the tea. And uh, I would, I would imagine him to like the tea. I would, I would I, imagine. I would him. too. Yeah. I think he would. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the tea. I don't know if y'all watch much soccer. I know I don't watch much much soccer. Soccer, but yerba mate is what Messi, the most famous soccer player, and all the soccer players drink. You'll see them with it in a gourd. They'll have like a little straw in a thermos. Right. So how they traditionally drink this tea is they have this a gourd and they fill it about three quarters way up with tea. They have a filter straw. They put that straw down in there and then they have their thermos of hot water. They pretty much pour like three ounces of water into that and take a drink. And then it yerba mate translates to the drink of friendship. So it's it's a coming together friendship beverage. So they'll usually pass it to the next person. They'll pour it, drink it. And it'll go around a few times till you exhaust the, the the tea out of it. And then you fill it back up. So I'm presenting Yerba Mate in a different kind of way. Like Argentines and Brazilians like, whoa, what is this? Because they're took back by it because they're like, Yerba Mate, it's not tea. It's, you know, so it's it's a different presentation. So you'll see this, though, in professional soccer all the time. Are they drinking it, that because that's just their beverage of choice or are they drinking that for the energy uh, aspect of it? Yeah, for the energy aspect of it and the, the help with performance and hydration and not getting you dehydrated. It has there's a lot of new studies just coming out on Yerba Mate that has a lot of promising, a lot of promising benefits going on. Like the neuro, I don't know if you've heard of uh, the neuroscientist from Stanford. Um, he's got a Andrew podcast. Right? What's his name? Andrew Andrew Hubbard. Hubberman. Yeah. Yeah, Hubberman. Yeah, like that. yeah, 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 yeah. That's who it is. So he swears by yerba mate. His videos have about four million views. You know, he swears by yerba mate and talks about it all the time. I think he even did a study or two on it for his, his the neuroprotective properties. And so now, like, he's pretty new. I mean, I started hearing about him about a year ago. But here in Florida, everybody's like, is that what Huberman's drinking? So I'm really referring to now as the gold rush of Yerba Mate. And um, I really think it's about to become more and more prevalent. And it's going to become more and more our drink of choice to the health-conscious part of our country. So a guy like that who's interested in stuff like this or, or other, you know, uh, famous people, which by the way, famous people are now called influencers for whatever reason. I'm not exactly sure why or when <laughs> that changed, but I just recognized it uh, you know, today on March 2nd at 1152 AM that that's now what famous people are called as influencers, but an influencer, famous person, person in the limelight, like a, like a Hubberman. Um, do you ever reach out to a guy like that? Is there a strategy there where you're like, Hey, like, mm -hmm. I know you talk about this tea. I have the tea. I can send you some, or do you just send them some stuff like that? Is there, is there any kind of strategy from a marketing perspective on those influential celebrity people in the limelight? Mm, that, that sounds like a great idea, but I haven't explored that yet. You know, that's one of the things in the future I'm planning to take action on to, to reach out to them because that is a great idea. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. So I, I honestly don't know to answer that question right. I'm I'm interested uh, in hearing more about the the, the elderberry syrup. Well, uh, I see that on your site oh, yeah. as one of the things that uh, that you that you can purchase. What's the story behind that? Is that just how do you use? What is it? How do you use it? Yeah, elderberry syrups are herbal tonic because I've started all this making herbal tonics, and it has. It's pretty much we brew it like a tea, but then reduce it down for a couple hours. So it becomes 
something you only need to take a spoonful of. And it's all about being medicinal. It has the elderberries for immune health, which there's tons of studies on elderberries. And they've become more popular post-COVID, post-pandemic. And, um, and then it has fresh turmeric for inflammation. It has ginger for gut health. And then we use raw honey in it. And so it's, it's just super potent tonic that you only take a spoonful of a day and keeps the doctor away, essentially. That's what it's for. Um, helps the immune system, helps with inflammation. So some people even add it to their tea as a sweetener. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what does it taste like? It tastes good. It tastes berry and the turmeric is pretty light. You know, you get little hints of the turmeric and spice from the ginger, but all in all, it's, it's rounded out really well with the raw honey does a good job to round it out. And those elderberries have sweetness to them too. Mm. It, it tastes really good. I mean, your problem you'll have is not trying, trying not to drink too much. <laughs> that's <laughs> usually else, the, well, that's usually the truth. Yeah. And what happens what? if you do? No, it ain't going to hurt you. I mean, <laughs> it's what is all the ca- it's just the, herbs. The Castleton um, <laughs> Commerce uh, address, where is that? I know it's in Virginia is, Beach, but like, is that the brewery or like, what, what is that? Yeah, that's where we, uh, we make all of our stuff. That is off London Bridge. It's over close to Oceana. We're right across from Iron Asylum Warehouse Gym. Okay. Right beside DIY Garage. So we have a space right there. That's where we're at. And we're, we're not open for people to come into just any time, but we do let people come in by appointments. And we do things like discounted refills. Uh, we have reusable glass jars. So we'll give our repeats 20% off refilling those to save the jar. You can come in and see what we have on draft for that day because we have our kegerators with different teas on tap. And, uh, and yeah, that's I tried the traditional storefront, but it's just not for me. Um, I like I just don't like that, really. I don't see that being the future. Um, for me, Are people in right there every now, day though. Now that you're out, um, three no, days because... a week. Okay, three so days a week. I have people, someone helping me three days a week with packaging tea, making tea, and then doing a one market a week. So, which they'll come back there for a brief time. Do you? Uh, so yeah, do you have. Do you have partnerships with breweries where uh, so the non-drinkers uh, they can purchase some some overachieving tea and and sip on that why they're uh being responsible as of right now as of right now i've I've met with one brewery um farmhouse brewery and it was mm-hmm. kind of like we the, the deal we talked about the deal and and they and then just never finalized right mm-hmm. so up until this point we partnerships we do farmer markets at breweries so right now that's where we've been we're at oozle finch in fort monroe we're back at O'Connor's this year. We are um, at the Farmhouse Brewery. We do some stuff with Commonwealth Brewery. So, so that's been the the extent really is we pop up and do the markets there. But definitely mm-hmm. in the near future, I would love to have it on draft there because it looks just like a beer. We infuse it with nitrogen. Your friends can't tell the difference. And if oh, wow. you know, like, yeah. So a lot. I've been to you know to meet friends out, and I didn't want to drink, but you know. So I think that's a great solution to have for people out there. Well, it's just, it's interesting. It just seems like the whole non-alcoholic thing is really starting to gain a lot of popularity. Uh, I think that, I, I think I read something today that like Canada had its lowest 
alcohol drinking level in a very, very long time, if not in history. Yeah. It's uh, just a lot of the non-alcoholic beers and whiskeys well, think, and think about this not even just the yeah. spirit aspect of that but iron man the uh, the triathlon company their main alcohol yeah. sponsor is athletic brewing company which brews exclusively non-alcoholic beer interesting so whether or not that was because they were willing to pay the price and someone else mm -hmm. wasn't or like that's a legit thing like i mean i've had mm -hmm. many of those beers i mean there you a lot of them you couldn't tell that there isn't alcohol in them or that they're not like a normal beer. I mean, you would, you wouldn't know. And it's wow. It's quite interesting to think that, I mean, go to total yeah. wine and like, they have like a, an entire bay now of non-alcoholic beer. It's not like a small little sliver anymore. Like it's a, yeah. it's a huge, huge amount. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. What's something we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? I think we've covered a lot of it. Um, I think we've covered a lot of it. Yeah. So best way to best way to get in touch with you then is to to head to, to overachievingt.com and um Yeah, so right. that's Yeah, spell it right, the i before the e. And um the really <laughs> the best way is to follow us on social media. Instagram is is where we're at most. If you message us on there, I'll usually respond or Corey within an hour. So our link to our website's on there. You're going to be able to follow our stories in live time. If you want to know where we're at, click on our stories. We we show you exactly what's going on in the businesses, what challenge we're facing, what's new. And then we try to keep you posted on our new teas, our new releases on there. So it's really the best way to keep up to date. And when you're ready to purchase, yeah, hop onto the website and, and place an order. And we do free shipping on $28. Awesome. All right. Well, we we appreciate your time. This has been a little yeah. fun. Learned learned a ton. Good. And um, looking forward to uh, coming to a farmer's market soon. Yeah. In Virginia Beach, starting what? April 5th, 6th, whatever you said? April 6th. April 6th. Yeah. We'll have, yeah, follow us on, on Instagram. We'll have our whole schedule released here very soon. Awesome. All right. All right Chase, Thanks, appreciate your time. Peace. Thanks. Cheers. See y'all. Cheers.